0: Good morning and afternoon, guys, and welcome back to another Geek Tavern. It's me, Sean, here, and as always, joined again with Mike. Hello. And Aaron, What's up? And today, we're going to start the show off with uh, a little bit of news here. As you all are aware, I'm sure, the Oscars are right around the corner, so we thought that maybe we'd uh, just lend our thoughts to that a little bit. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I'll be open about it. You know, I don't really you know watch it ever i don't know if i've ever watched it to be to be completely honest I, I mean it is but i mean like i always hear the news about them but i don't i don't get you know into it where like oh my god so and so didn't get nominated or you know stuff like that but yeah to be fair they've always just kind of
0: been hollywood circle jerking themselves <laughs> yeah. and, and giving themselves their own awards pretty much but uh, i don't know i think it's it's fun to watch them and They always have great music, especially when, like, Pixar or something comes out. They always have, like, a Pixar song performed. Oh,
1: okay. I didn't even know that. Yeah,
0: and I think that the skits that they do are usually good. It all depends on the host, which, for the past two years, they have been operating without a host. Because, if you remember last year, Kevin Hart was going to do it, and then all that stuff about him being like homophobic or whatever yeah and his past twitter came out so i remember something happened there yeah so he stepped down and then they're like i ah, will just do it with no host and i it worked last year so they're doing it again like that this year so hmm. i'm sure it'll run fine i like
2: watching um two elderly actors get handed
0: the wrong envelope <laughs> and have them get blamed for it. yeah that was pretty great uh Hopefully that doesn't happen this year, or maybe... Hopefully... I don't know,
2: I kind of want it to happen. It adds a little bit more uh, <laughs> excitement to it.
1: Yeah, that's pretty funny. Well, what was I... that one that happened to Steve Harvey? That wasn't Oscar, was it? Steve Harvey... Uh... Oh, what was it? That, that was, was like 20... Miss Universe or something. Oh, okay. that's <laughs> <right>. yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. it came out... At, that was the exact same time. Was it It was, the was same like year? Steve Harvey and then a couple of weeks Boy later... Bonnie Clyde. Yeah, it was... It was screwing funny. up... <laughs> They, yeah they messed up which, uh, the which I love
2: that they go oh uh Bonnie or uh, I forget what their actual names are but they're like yeah Bonnie and Clyde screwed up they're like no someone backstage handed them the
0: wrong car yeah. <laughs> and then they brought them back the year after that last year so that they could redeem themselves because and they still didn't know where they were yes. they were like where are we such an embarrassment
2: Well, what that they brought to Alzheimer's. Well, no, no, that they brought him back to to, to prove (laughs) themselves.
3: So
1: so I, I have the list in front of me. Um, Some of these we have, we don't have to spend much of any time on.
0: Yeah, uh, none of us have seen it. To be perfectly honest, there's quite a large margin of these movies that we. I mean, at least
1: I haven't seen. I'm sure you guys haven't seen. Yeah, any I mean, either. I see less movies than you guys, to be honest. It,
0: it's kind of ridiculous to assume that everybody gets out to see all these movies, but yeah, the Academy's just a bunch of old people anyway, so it doesn't really matter.
1: Yeah. So, so the first one that I have is best sound editing. <laughs> oh
0: boy, <laughs> that, that's the, that's the thing. Sound that's editing is your favorite category. Man. I just want to say, sound editing and sound mixing is confusing. Yeah, because mixing. I it, I you're not even really sure which one is. Like one is it's like the mixing of different like sound effects. Yeah. And okay. then the sound editing is I, I don't even know. Probably like with the score and stuff. Like here's that.
2: here's my biggest issue is they Well,
0: that's
1: it's, its own category. Oh well, yeah, yeah, the score is its own <laughs> During thing, but... during
2: the Oscars, like during the commercials, they're like, Oh, we're just gonna hand out the technical awards during commercial breaks because yeah. no one cares. And it's like that's where all the actual work goes into that's,
1: yeah literally that's so why uh, are you why <laughs> are you
2: like giving the <laughs> shaft to these people who have as we have seen in the past year that the studio that re-edited sonic the hedgehog shut down yeah because they had spent so much time redoing it so why are you discrediting all of these amazing people who worked their asses off and yeah. making them a joke <laughs>
0: Yeah, and Sonic's not going to have any recognition for doing that either. No. I will will
2: pay to go see it on principle that they actually listened to people and made it look not like dog shit. It
1: looks looks really good, I think. Anyway. It does. It it completely (laughs) changed my
2: mind after seeing it.
1: I mean, I I was still going to go see it, but now I actually want to see it. Yeah. Um, All right, so best sound editing. I'm just going to run through these because I don't know. Uh,. Oliver Tarney for nineteen seventeen. Donald Sylvester I'm not good yeah. at reading names. Yeah, we apparently. can just say the movies. Okay. <laughs> nineteen seventeen again for Rachel Tate. Oh. Yeah, that's... there there's doubles on this. Oh yeah. Uh Wiley Statement for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. David Acord, uh Rise of Skywalker, Matthew Wood, Rise of Skywalker. I bet him. Oh yeah? Yeah. Uh, I believe I saw those two on the red carpet. I watched the red carpet thing mm. for uh, Star Wars. Um, and the blue then blue carpet, or yeah, yeah, whatever it was. Um, they had to do something. They kept calling it the red carpet. It wasn't even red. The Space yeah. carpet, space. They should have put stars on it. Yeah, was um, that a
2: song by like Steppenwolf? <laughs> <would> Sixties <sink> <laughs> space cards. <in?
0: laughs> no
1: idea. Sounds like a great tune. <laughs> Grateful um, <little> Dead too. <laughs> And then uh, Alan Robert Murray for Joker.
0: So you know how whenever like they announce who's going to win the award or like who's nominated, and they show like a little clip of like their work. Since there's duplicates on here, are they going to have like a, f- a part of sound from one <laughs> part of the movie, and, and then the a sound, and then both. a part of sound from a separate part of the movie? <laughs> so it'll be like people? It, it'll be like that scene like in 1917
2: where they like, go into the thing and they're like, being like real quiet, <laughs> yeah. and then there'll be like. like, explosions (laughs) in a second. (laughs) They're like, look at the contrast that they could do.
0: So I think that uh, Best Visual Effects is going to be one. I know that Aaron uh, holds this one close to his heartstrings, because... Oh,
2: because in 2016, Rogue One was completely shit-upon, because (laughs) the Best Visual Effects uh, went to Jungle Book, which, mind you, Jungle Book was awesome. However... They brought back Peter Cushing and the Star Destroyers look like models. So I say again, the visual effects should have gone to Rogue One. Well,
0: I have a feeling that you'll feel the same way around this time because Star Wars <laughs> is obviously nominated. Avengers Endgame, 1917, which we had said we haven't, any of us have seen, The Lion King and the Irishman. So I think that The Lion King. I mean, I think it looks bad. It's a hyper realistic
1: thing. The Lion King. I mean, it looks good other than the fact that they're all uh, emotionless. Yeah, yeah, there's no emotion. The Lion King missed
2: its mark. Like, they were like, oh, Jungle Book worked really well. Yes, Jungle Book did work really well because it was a human character interacting. Yeah. You weren't just staring at animals that were just moving their mouths to emotional dialogue that didn't really pan out well. And also, Lion King was just shot for shot. I yeah. could have stayed home and watched the animated line King yeah. and had a better time. I think.
1: But th- that all was standing. I mean, like it visually, it was pretty awesome to see. Yeah. Other than the fact that they were.
2: I mean, obviously, so Star Wars is not going to win.
1: I think that Avengers might win. Avengers yeah, has Avengers. a
2: chance, yeah. but I think 1917 stands the best chance at actually getting
0: it the yeah, irishman is obviously sense. nominated for the de-aging i haven't uh, really seen any of that
2: yeah no. all right the irishman had good de-aging out of any movie that i've seen so far everything looks every and it, it all looks good it's like almost up to like marvel's par
1: i was gonna say it didn't i don't know if endgame specifically had any de-aging
2: um, Michael Douglas was the only one. Yeah, that was Michael
1: Douglas was de-aged. The, okay. uh, at the army base
2: that they oh, get into right, right. to, to get the Tesseract. Um, but like the de aging in the Irishman, it's good. Like I honestly watching it, I was like, I didn't know that they de aged any of them. Like they showed Robert De Niro, and I was like, well, Robert De Niro, like if you dyed his hair back to black, like how it was when he was younger. I mean, yeah, he could probably pull that off. But apparently they de-aged him, and I was like, "Oh, okay."
0: I saw um, a couple of different things of it on Reddit, like the comparison between the de and the age, and I felt like it. I mean, it was you could tell that they were supposed to be younger, yeah. but it felt just kind of like it was them because their all their wrinkles were still the same <laughs> yeah. even when they were younger. I felt.
2: And they made uh, they made Joe Pesci look like way older. But when I watched the movie, I was like, damn, Joe Pesci's old. <laughs> and I just thought that was Joe Pesci. Like, yeah. Like, there there is a fine line between de-aging somebody to where they look like a video game character. Mm. Versus de-aging them to where it actually works out. Like, uh, one example which is dated now is Tron Legacy. Where Jeff Bridges Well, that's actually... the first instance
0: of the aging Like, I think that's the very first... No, it's actually
2: not. Uh, Terminator Salvation. I thought
0: that... Was Tron the came first. before
2: Terminator. No, uh, Tron was 2009, Terminator was 2008.
0: Okay, so yeah, then the Terminator was yeah, the first. Yeah, the Arnold Schwarzenegger of... was and the first noticeably recreated. noticeably
2: bad. It's, it's noticeably bad, but he never opens his mouth or anything, so yeah. it doesn't look weird. Yeah, he's not talking. Whereas better. when Jeff Bridges talks in Tron Legacy, it's wonky, and it feels like you're watching a video game character. Huh. They've since gotten seen better Tron, with but. it. Uh, probably the best example... To date that isn't like completely like the uncanny valley is there, but it's not completely terrible. Is uh Tarkin in Rogue One? I think that he was really good. Yeah, at he was. He, I mean, you still could tell, you could tell, but it was so well done that like the mouth when it moved, it felt natural, it didn't feel like you were watching a. Stand like a video game character, not as bad as Steppenwolf in the Justice League, <laughs> who looked like he was just ripped out of a PlayStation
1: 2 game. Yeah, um, what was it, uh, Infinity War where we saw the aged Robert Downey? Uh,
0: that was Civil War, yeah. Civil Civil War.
1: War. I, thought, I thought that was that was my first, like, I thought he looked bad. I thought you looked bad at Matt. I thought you looked okay. I was like, whoa, why is he looking no, young?
2: and it's all about the mouth. Yeah. You can do anything else. I don't know if he had characters. dialogue in that. Maybe he? he did. Yeah, yeah, he he did. Was not he something.
1: Was he? They're, uh,
2: like, and that's the thing. It's all about like the mouth movements until they can get that like down pat. And it, it has to do with something with the frame rate. Mm-hmm. When they go in and edit, it's not like filming somebody talk. Like, there has to be a way to. But
1: they slow probably use down. the dots, the dots and stuff, yeah. don't they?
2: But there has to be a way to like slow the frame rate down to make it look like it's not as. Because the problem with it is, is it's too it's too fluid. It's too fluid. It doesn't look as quick as like when say you or I talk and you see it on camera. Like their movements move more like a computer generated it. Yeah. Versus a human face actually. Making Basically, the they
1: just have to perfect the the art of it. Really. Yeah. Just because. Like, and I mean, they've made e- enormous strides in the yeah. last ten years. Leia looked really bad in Rogue
2: One. <laughs> no, I'll tell you what. She didn't look bad in Rogue One. She looked bad in The Rise of Skywalker. See, I didn't, I didn't think... When, they, when Luke I pulls up his mask, I was like, oh, okay, that looks like Mark Hamill. Like, that that looks good. But then when she pulled hers up, and either it was the lighting of her lightsaber or something, and I was like... This looks like a yeah. video game. I was like, it doesn't even look like her. That's true. Like, it looks like something game. that they generated and,
0: like, kind threw like it on Kind of like rubbery, uh, yeah. in the uh, Gemini Man. In, yeah. the, in it, the scene where both like was, was in It looks like somebody wearing
2: a mask yeah. of Leia. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, I think we hammer on about yeah. that a little much. <laughs> <laughs> Too much, maybe. Yeah. Uh, best Cinematography for Once Upon a Time, The Irishman, 1917, The Lighthouse, and The Joker. I just saw the lighthouse yesterday. I think it should win because it was it was insane. Just the uh, how it looked because it's filmed in a like a four by three. It's a perfect square of a movie. Oh, like that's the aspect ratio of it. And I don't doesn't, know. I think it looked really good.
2: Doesn't uh, Robert Pattinson beat like a sea? Yeah, yeah. He beats. His, <laughs> yeah.
0: It's it's such a sudden scene. Like he's just kind of like chilling out, and then this seagull kind of attacks him, and he grabs it, and he like beats it to death. And it literally, the scene is like forty seconds long of him just smashing the seagull against a rock. Oh my god! I think yeah, you're gonna oh, see a Parker. lot of uh, similar uh, nominations here. The Joker got nominated for eleven Oscars, which is insane. I didn't. I thought the Academy was gonna stray away from that, but
2: yeah, no, they they t- full in on it. Whoop de
1: doo! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not bashing the Joker. I liked the Joker, but it, yeah. It's, I didn't lose my mind like a lot of people did though. No,
2: like the, the Joker the Joker's good, but it's like any other Todd Phillips movie. You're not gonna you're not gonna nominate the Hangover for an Oscar. You're not gonna nominate War Dogs for an Oscar. You're not gonna nominate Due Date, even though it should, for an <laughs> Oscar. Like it, it's just one of those things where you're like, Yeah, I you know, I I get it, it's a good movie. Todd Phillips is a
0: good director. It's, I thought it was fine. It, it, it's a fine movie. It's it's um, good watch but it just didn't i still thought it was one of the best movies of last year but it was but yeah i think people are kind of that might just be like the dc fanboys that are just like saying it's like the by best. by the thing way
2: ever. why did knives out not get any nomination for anything it did, oh, did i'm it? getting to that actually oh. <laughs> great transition because <laughs> i never heard anything about it and i was like why did the best movie best... of 2019 not
0: get... <laughs> best original screenplay Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time, Parasite, Knives Out, and 1917. (laughs) Alright,
2: so Knives Out is my...
0: Yeah. Well, I would like Knives Out to win, but there's no way in hell it's gonna win, especially up against something like... Wait, 1917's on there? Yeah. How's a war film original? I don't know. Is it based (laughs) on true events? Yeah. So it should be adapted. It should be, Uh, yes. Well, it's original. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, uh, no, so give it to Knives Out. But, uh... (laughs) Once Upon a Time or Parasite's going to win. As much as I would like Knives Out to win, one of those is going to win for sure. Is
2: that all it was nominated for?
0: What? Knives Out? Out? Out. Yeah, that's all it's nominated for. Are you shitting me? No. That's all it's got. That's terrible. I mean, it was a great screenplay. It was a great movie. yeah. It should have
2: been nominated for so much more. Oh,
0: well too bad they want to fork (laughs) too bad Johnson didn't want
1: to fork all star wars money Uh,
2: all right all right so let's uh let's toss a uh toss a new category of best sweater (laughs) best sweater
0: chris evans
2: that's all who's dominated. chris evans in knives out and the winner is oh my god chris evans (gasps) knives out
0: betty white helps him to the stage Oh how the tables are jerked. No, she kind of carries him up like Yoda, like on her back. All right. Best director for uh Once Upon a Time, Joker, Parasite, The Irishman, and 1917. What other things have Sam Mendez done? Didn't he sing a song? <laughs> I think you're thinking of the Sean wrong Sean Mendez? Oh, that guy, yeah. Sean <laughs> <laughs> Mendez, he wrote that catchy song. Sam Mendes yeah. He's uh, re- uh directed 1917. Um I honestly I think it might go to Todd Phillips for that one. Mm, without having seen
2: uh 1917 I can't say for certain. Yeah. I Todd would... Phillips is one of my favorite directors but I'm not sure that he should win for Joker.
0: Parasite might win too because that I mean, you know, Hollywood is clamoring over that everyone is in love with parasite i don't even know what that is it's a korean movie Wow. yeah which is which is why it's so astounding because it is a korean made film it? and it's been nominated for so many things so, but yeah uh it was a really good korean film that came out this year i was lucky enough to get a chance to watch it next best original music score John Williams with The Rise of Skywalker. I'll uh, comment on that later. (laughs) Thomas Newman, 1917. I don't know how to pronounce this man's name.
2: Wait, did you say Randy Newman? No, Randy Newman is... Oh, no way! That's awesome. He he (laughs) scored
0: Marriage Story. Really? Yeah. Wow! But uh, Randy Newman for Marriage Story, since you brought it up. (laughs) Uh, Alexandra uh, Desplat for Little Woman. And... Like I said, I don't know how to pronounce this man's name. Hildur, uh, Gon, Gonot, Gonot, doter for Joker. <laughs> some, some, okay. uh, Nordic man. Nordic. and <laughs> Johannes. <Johansson. laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think that... That's the, hilarious at that Randy Newman. <laughs> I, I haven't heard the score of 1917, but I think that the Joker will win just because of the memes. Yeah, I think that Joker's going to get memed to a lot of wins here. Mm-hmm
2: oh 100 percent. but like all right so my two cents on john williams star wars i don't mean to speak ill of johnny williams because he's easily the greatest composer of the last the greatest yeah. film composer of the last century that's true um but he just really recycled a lot of score, like, and he kind of had to because there were so many callbacks in well, the movie. I was gonna say,
1: was there even any new track? Yes, it was, was called "The
2: Rise of Skywalker." It was it's just... the only new track, <laughs> and that was the one that plays like when they take down all the Star Destroyers. Wow! Oh. Uh, and it plays like throughout the movie, like anytime Ray does something. Hmm. But everything else was recycled. There, it had Yoda's theme. There was like, uh, or the throne room sequence was all recycled from return of the jedi you
0: know it should be nominated for best sound mixing is when the emperor bass blasts (laughs) the sky that that should have been nominated but like (laughs) kills me every time i watch it
2: they're like like i said not to knock him but he just really just recycled a lot of stuff and i'm i'm almost wondering if that wasn't like jj and them being like listen just play it safe we cannot afford you to do another Duel of the Fates
0: and keel over of <laughs> like an, an aneurysm because of how epic it is. They should have had him do something crazy.
2: No, it, honest to God, the prequel trilogy is one of the best scored of all of the Star Wars movies. But it's it's just kind of like he just kind of fell flat with this one. Where he just recycled some stuff and added one new piece and i was like eh, okay like I, I get it he's old but like does it deserve an oscar nomination
0: i feel yeah. like he didn't create something crazy because the film didn't lend itself to that yeah. <laughs> you know and, and, and none of them have lent themselves to for him to warrant doing something like that. maybe whenever kylo ren was going to save everyone but
2: yeah that was
0: just kind of his theme in a major key
2: yeah but like there yeah there was nothing epic and huge for him to like actually do something epic like it just didn't yeah like you said it didn't lend itself to warrant him doing a huge epic piece yeah like there's aside from kylo ren's little motif and ray's theme there really isn't anything memorable about the scores from these past three movies i mean i own all the soundtracks and i'll listen to them but there just isn't anything that like jumps out to me
1: nothing like the imperial march no (laughs) you know no even like
2: what in all honesty one of the best scored star wars pieces is the battle of endor Mm. when they uh just before they jump into hyperspace and begin their assault on the death star that's one of my favorite pieces that he's ever composed
0: yeah well we'll see who uh takes home the gold with that one
2: (laughs) johan johansson yeah
0: johan blurgenson whatever his name was (laughs) the (laughs) blurgenson Uh, we're gonna skip a couple here because <laughs> they're all technical
2: awards, and we'll take care of them yeah, during the. Yeah, day. we're just gonna
0: we're just gonna give them out in the break, uh, because none of us have seen the movies that have been nominated, so we yeah. would have no input on them. Right. So we'll go with best supporting actor, uh, Anthony Hopkins from the Two Popes. I don't even know what that movie is. Me neither. Brad uh, Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, who won the Golden Globe and the SAG Award. So if. Uh, the trend continues. He'll probably win this one. Joe Pesci and Al Pacino for *The Irishman*, and Tom Hanks for *A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood*. Which I hated that movie, but he was the best part about it. So I guess it's deserved.
3: <laughs>
2: That's such a disappointment that so many people hated that movie.
0: I <laughs> I don't want to say I hated it, but it wasn't good. I didn't like it at no, all.
2: No, I heard from a lot of people that it wasn't that great because
0: well, everyone expected they were just going to get watch the life story of
2: fred rogers and, and, and it just ended up it wasn't
1: I, I i was one of those people in fact sean told me like yeah it's not really focused on mr rogers anyway <laughs> it's evident here with the best supporting actor right, right
2: yeah. yeah i mean like that's that's just such a disappointment because like all of america was just so happy when they heard that he was being cast well, as fred rogers well the way the <laughs> trailers to put it be...
1: it was almost the trailers almost put it as if it was like a documentary film about mr rogers yeah like i knew nothing about this reporter guy <laughs> yeah if you want to watch something about uh fred rogers you should just watch won't, PBS you, be documentary. My... Yeah, documentary. won't you be my neighbor yeah, yeah. i watched it on I my did. Flight. it was a really good oh it's very good yeah i still haven't seen that but i, I do want to see.
2: um who are the other best
0: supporting anthony hopkins brad pitt joe pesci and al pacino
2: um <laughs> I would probably have to go, since it's the only one that I saw, would have to go with Pesci and Pacino.
0: Um, they're obviously not, it's not a joint award. It's going to be on of Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um,
2: I would probably give it more to Pacino as he was playing Jimmy Hoffa.
0: They might give it to Joe Pesci just because he came back from acting Yeah. after so long. But I think Brad Pitt did a great job in Once Upon a Time so
2: i think anytime you're playing a historical oh, yeah, figure it was, yeah it's kind of a uh you know you're, you're almost a shoe-in to be nominated for an oscar so with pacino playing hoffa and like the way that the movie plays out and you're like oh so that's how hoffa died like i mean it's all alleged confessions of the irishman but yeah you know, we'll never actually know because the Irishman's dead.
0: <laughs> All right, moving right along to best actor. We have Jonathan Price for The Two Popes. Adam Driver for Marriage Story. Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. I don't know what that is. Poison nope. Booth? <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix for The Joker and Leo... For Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I'm surprised that Christian Bale wasn't nominated for Ford versus Ferrari on this one. Yeah, he was uh, he was nominated for a Golden Globe and a SAG Award, so that's why I'm saying that. But
2: I mean, I, my my pick is Adam Driver.
0: Yeah, he, he's so he was really in great.
2: everything that he does, and the bits that I watched of Marriage Story so far, he's yeah, he's he, he, he he's amazing
0: it. in that movie. Uh, it's I, it's I well, I'm just gonna say. It's either going to be Joaquin Phoenix or Leo, probably. And yeah. at this point... Leo I think already it's, got his. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be Joaquin. All right. Uh, best picture of 2019. Lives out. 19, nope, <laughs> 1917. Ford versus Ferrari. Joker. Once upon a time in Hollywood. Parasite, which is commendable. The Irishman. Little woman. Jojo Rabbit and Marriage Story. I honestly have no clue about this one. People think that Parasite might win, but I don't see that happening. I don't
2: see it happening. It's it's very uh, nice of them to put it in <laughs> yeah, the running. Yeah. But oh, you considered my movie Thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. <laughs> but, I know a
1: lot uh, of people are pretty high on that Jojo Rabbit. I don't really know what it is, but I wanted to see that really badly. I it's about know?
0: it's a story about a kid who's like. Oh, never mind. I, I remember yeah, that. He yeah. like, yeah. yeah. He's a Nazi. He's like TT dressed up as Hitler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I, uh. What I've been hearing, I think 1917 is really good, but I think it'll either go to uh, Parasite, Once Upon a Time, or The Irishman, probably.
2: Yeah, that's my guess. Because let's hope it doesn't go to Joker.
0: Yeah. listen it's it's not the best picture of the year listen let's not
2: beat around the bush the joker is taxi driver starring joaquin
0: (laughs) (laughs) baby's first taxi driver yes
2: that's essentially it like it 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 takes its beats from taxi driver and while it's still good it's a nice change up to the character it's it still boils down to it's just taxi driver yeah It's a movie that was inspired by another movie that is clearly like prevalent and it should not win Best Picture for that reason.
0: Well, since we went through the awards, we touched on it earlier. I think we should talk about people that were not, that did not get nominated. That should have, I think Willem Dafoe should have been nominated as Best Actor for The Lighthouse because he gave a performance of his entire life like it was incredible uh you guys should see it sometime there's a scene where he's getting like buried alive essentially not to spoil anything but uh he's like delivering this monologue and dirt is being thrown on his face and he's still just like talking he's like like, eating the dirt basically (laughs) so i think he really uh, put himself out there for that um and um, Taryn Edgerton, I think that he should have been nominated for playing Elton John yeah. in Rocket Man. I think Rocket Man should be in here a lot more than it was. Was be- it in there at all? <laughs> it it was in there for best original score, Squ- oh. uh, soundtrack, sound piece. But um, okay. if if fucking Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> can win, uh,
2: Remy Malik won for best actor.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous.
2: No, and that's why. Like when I saw Rocket Man,
0: my first
2: thought was. Well, Taryn Edgerton's getting a nom as. Yeah, the he Hector, totally should have. And he
0: did not get anything. Rami Malek was good in the movie, but Taron Edgerton literally was Elton John.
2: Did he get any nominations at, like, SAG or something? He Golden got
0: nominated Globes? at the Glo- Golden Globes and SAG. But he worked his ass off to get those nominations. Apparently, this is just the buzz I've heard, is that he attended, like, every Hollywood meetup and was, like, campaigning hard as shit for him to get nominated for those and he just got left on red on the Oscars which uh, is bullshit. It's total bullshit. I mean the dude like that's that's one thing
2: that I wanted to bring up is we all know that Rami didn't sing oh yeah in Bohemian Rhapsody like it was a mixture of uh, a very famous youtuber Freddie, and part of Rami but it wasn't a it was hardly anything yeah. to um, it. But like they mix that all together to create the voice that you hear. And However, he lip syncs it. Yeah, and Taron actually sings. Yeah. And sang every song
0: in the movie. Yeah, they he released the album.
2: Yeah, he even recorded a brand new song with Elton John.
0: Yeah. Oh my god, it. Pisses I didn't know any of that. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, The the song that plays over the end credits is Taron and Elton John both
0: huh. singing. You want to know why it didn't get nominated, or he didn't get nominated? It's because of the gay sex scene. Maybe that's a possibility. <laughs> I don't know. Just made America way too uncomfortable. Because the only people that watch the Oscars in earnest are a bunch of old fucking people, and they hated the gay sex scene.
1: That's my opinion. <laughs> um, yeah, I just to go off on a Rocket Man tangent, I guess. <laughs> like I didn't, I didn't, really didn't like that movie. I I didn't like how it was like a musical a musical yeah yeah
0: it was interesting to me it i it, thought it was refreshing it, because of that i thought i it mean because yeah. like every biopic is just like it's the same beats you know yeah, you've the, seen everything before this, was this one felt, yeah it felt yeah. fresh with the with and it was like visually pleasing i'm surprised that wasn't nominated it, for best uh cinematography or everything because it was like like the practical effects and stuff whenever he would like was floating and everything that was really impressive and I like how
2: the um I like how the whole movie is the whole movie is just a backdrop for Taryn as Elton narrating his <laughs> life story like because it's it's they cut back and forth where yeah. it's him at the AA meeting or whatever and it's just him describing all this stuff and it's just playing out. As he remembers it. Like, that that movie is very well put together. Yeah.
1: I didn't... I don't know. I didn't mind, like, that he would break in the song. But the part that was... It, it, maybe it was because I went in and not knowing that it was, like, set up like that. I had no idea. But, <laughs> like, the one scene where he, he started singing, and then his parents started singing, who his father was... I believe, if I remember correctly, was like mean. Yeah, he was a dick. But like he broke out in the song, and I'm like, what, what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. That could be jar uh, jarring. It could be jar <laughs> jarring. Holy fuck. That could
0: have been jarring. speak uh, <laughs> um
2: speak. Another movie that that's <laughs> not from the Oscars.
0: Godzilla, king of the monsters, yeah. for best visual. <laughs> All right, that was our coverage of the Oscars. So uh, thanks for listening to that. We had another plan here on the docket. I know that it's going to be a little bit late to the party, but we haven't really been able to talk about it yet, and we felt like we wanted to talk about it with I each mean, other. So
2: it just finished. Well,
0: Everybody that had it, anything so. to say about it has said it, but we'll we'll put our two cents into. We're yeah. going to talk about The Mandalorian. Mando. Yes, a uh, Disney Plus series. The, which, ba- the Baby Yoda show. Yeah, yeah, the Baby Yoda show. Everybody only owns Disney Plus because of that. That's, you know that, right?
2: Yeah. No, and Tron Uprising is on there, Nobody too. gives a shit about Tron I Uprising. Just, that is one of the best animated series ever.
0: <laughs> you can fight me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I mean, I still have
0: it. Ended yeah. after one season. Well, yeah, I'm gonna continue to have it, and I think it's silly to get rid of it after just you know, one thing. No, they have so
2: much to offer on there. You can watch all the Star Wars movies. You can literally watch anything that was ever created by Disney. Yeah. Now, they may have to... The app may have to go in and literally, like, blow dust off of whatever it is that you're trying <laughs> to watch. <laughs> and it might crash on you if you tried to watch, like, Fantasia or some shit like that, but... <laughs> so, i've never seen fantasia I i've never them.
1: seen either of them yeah. the original or Warfare. fantasia 2000 you know what yeah. is, i remember
2: that was something that was all over like the vhs you know it's criminal oh, they, they, though.
1: the trailers were yeah. on every freaking
2: <laughs> disney
0: movie it's it's awful that um disney is just i mean it's typical of disney though is that they're hiding their past and everything like that like everyone knows about the controversial like um uh, what do you call them? the Dumbo scene? Well, not Dumbo, but no. in Fantasia. Whenever oh. it, it has like the minstrel show girls, mm-hmm. um, oh, yeah. and and they cut that shit out. And it's like, <laughs> what if I want to watch the version with the minstrel show girls? Then you know, you at least own it. You, then then you have to go on YouTube and some schmuck
2: who like ripped it from their VHS yeah. has it uploaded it. Like yeah, but that's what I mean. Be. It's
0: like they're they're withholding certain versions of movies and shows just because.
2: Because James Gunn threatened to release them <laughs> if they didn't yeah. bring him back to Guardians.
0: I guess that's just more of Disney. Me harping on Disney, but we're not here to bash Disney right now. We're here to talk about the Mandalorian. So I guess we can just start with the uh, first episode. Yeah, chapter one. I yeah, they're called. they're all titled by chapter, and there's eight episodes, right? They,
2: well, that, they have episode names. I think yeah. it is
0: just chapter something, right? Not this one, this one's just chapter one.
2: Yeah, the other ones do have. They have sub.
0: Oh, yeah, that's Some right. The gunslinger or... has one. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. child. Yeah, yeah. But, um, so, obviously, is whenever we get introduced to our character, the Mandalorian. And a pretty good opening scene, I think. I thought it caught me pretty well, captured me. I mean,
1: the whole episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like...
0: <laughs> the
2: whole episode is really good. It, yeah. It, it really, it took you back to what Star Wars was, like, originally supposed to played out like it was very it was a simple story. There wasn't like all the and, and that's the thing about The Mandalorian. It's not overly flashy to where you're like, oh okay they're just doing this for this sake. Like it just plays out. It's if John Wick was in Star Wars, that's essentially yeah, like
1: kind of yeah what you were
2: getting. In yeah. the first episode at least yeah. you were getting if John Wick was in Star Wars. That's what I did. Yeah, I did like it.
1: scene that's probably what you're talking and about. And it's right
2: at the very beginning.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the catcher for it. Yeah.
0: Because, yeah. I mean, you, you paid however much for Disney Plus for The Mandalorian. They better catch you on the first uh, couple Everywhere, of scenes. Yeah.
1: So I, I I think they did a great job doing I've that. I've heard people kind of like not liking that alien that he saves the slash abducts.
0: I think that was the point. Yeah. You I weren't don't...
1: supposed to like him. Right. Because he was a bounty. He's played by, like, people, I guess, were confused because. He's a well known comedian. I don't know his name. Tom Zagura. <laughs> no, that wasn't him. But so people are like, oh, this guy's supposed to be funny, and I didn't like him. He was annoying. Well, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah, because he's a
2: bounty. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you didn't know what he was being brought in for either. Right. One of my favorite parts was the the cameo the guy that drives up the. Brian Possein. Yeah, Brian Possein. Uh, Another
2: well known comedian. There's oh. a lot of well known comedians in this.
0: Yeah, there was yeah, a
1: lot of a f- lot, uh, lot of famous people. Yeah. showing up P- particularly in this episode, I don't. I mean, there's obviously a few cameos and other ones, but um, it was like one after another with this one. It seemed I'm trying to remember the layout of the episode. Oh yeah, he go, goes after to yeah after he leaves the ice
0: planet, he goes and turns in his bounty, and then what's he- that
2: planet called that he goes back to where um, Apollo Creed is.
0: Wow. Um, i don't remember the name it of the has term. a
2: name it's like kev kev something kev bounty bounty. or something like that mm-hmm. I, I forget what it's
0: called but he goes back and he turns in the bounty and then he gets um, which is encased in carbonite yeah let's not forget about that yeah he which, gets propositioned by uh carl weathers to do another bounty was he the only one that got the fob at first because whenever he met with a client he was like he said specifically, he's like, oh, I heard you were good, but you were expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, he met with him face-to-face. Did the client meet with all these other bounty hunters face-to-face? You Maybe... know, that that was one thing I was confused on, because... Because we go back in episode three, jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. You know, he gets Baby Yoda, obviously, and then uh, I, I all, of the,
1: all of the people start attacking him. So Yeah, like, all these people are coming after him, but it they, they set it up as if he was the only one. Like, all these other people have failed... I've heard that you're good, so now I need you.
2: I also have a question. So this is, the place where they go to is like the bounty hunting community, right? Kind of, yeah. That's what it seems, yeah. So why did the client set up shop right in the middle of this bounty hunting community? He's literally surrounded by the most dangerous people in the galaxy. If he were to piss one of them off, which he does. <laughs> <laughs> they come in and kill every one of their troops. and
1: Yeah. I like,
2: know. why would you... I'm sorry, but if I'm hiring a dangerous, cri- a dangerous person to go out and find me a bounty, I'm going to a remote place where he's not going to be able to find me.
1: Yeah.
2: But instead, well, he's, like, in an alleyway on this planet? I think
0: he probably felt safe because he was, had former Empire occupants it felt like it was occupied at least maybe that's the later it felt like it was like occupied it, by the empire one time it was force. occupied and then yeah.
2: they kind of hid yeah. in the gut well you know what it makes sense because the empire at that point was trying to hide because whatever had escaped from the final battles between the rebellion and the empire was trying to hide itself not be out in the open but it doesn't matter to off getting yeah cuz <laughs>
1: Carl Weather says at one point to why don't you go turn him into the New Republic or whatever.
3: Yeah. Again, but, uh, jumping over.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, then the Mando goes on. He goes to the planet and he meets uh, Nick Nolte in flesh. Oh, in yeah. the flesh. <laughs> and, uh, very little makeup. Yeah, very very little makeup. He sat in the chair for maybe 15 minutes. <laughs> but, uh, and then he... <laughs> to have his jowls <laughs> But then he goes and I thought the best scene of the show was whenever he met with the IG unit and, uh, he was going in very robotically, uh, to try and claim the bounty. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, oh, come on, you're ruining everything. And that whole sequence, I thought that, that was my favorite part of the whole episode. Yeah.
1: That, the whole battle sequence was, was phenomenal. I, I love that part where he jumps on the big gun. Oh, yeah. That happens multiple times too. Yeah dinjarin does like his big gun (laughs) yeah when he just spins around and destroys everybody and then
0: they go in and they find that the uh client or the client was after a 50 year old toddler yoda which uh it's not yoda yeah yodeling yodeling (laughs) yeah yodel yeah Yadel. yeah but uh Obviously, told- <laughs> obviously, everyone knows about it by now. Even if yeah. you don't watch the show, you are you have to know about the presence of Baby Yoda simply because... It's like the second coming from Jesus. <laughs> it, is, it has permeated <laughs> pop culture so heavily. Not just pop culture, just culture in
2: general.
0: Yeah. yeah. It's American culture now. It's crazy.
2: <laughs> it's every culture.
0: But that was the ending of the first episode, which I thought was a great ending. Nice cliffhanger. Well, it
2: was
1: like what the hell's going on yeah
2: you know how like um whenever like archaeologists dig up something like they go oh there's a connection like to this to this but they were on the whole other side of the world like how did they know about this like in millions of years when future archaeologists like rediscover earth they'll be like baby yoda like the same thing here was mm-hmm. over here like <laughs> this must have like been some deity to them or something mm-hmm. like that
1: so episode two of the Mandalorian. I don't know. It's not my least favorite, but I I'd say it's my least favorite probably. Yeah, I mean, it, what it's, even happens? Nothing. Movie nothing movie? happens. He gets
0: his ship gets stripped by the Jawas. Yeah, and oh, then he right. goes and gets them dinner.
1: Suka. <laughs> oh, that's right.
2: That's where he fights the 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 long the beast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the
0: long, longhorn. Steakhouse. Steakhouse. <laughs> the <mascot. laughs> just the fact that, like, he didn't murder all the Jawas after disintegrating
1: and, like, throwing three of them off of their... Dude, that part was awesome, but he's literally just picking them off with his uh, plasma rival. Like, that thing's awesome. The fact that yeah. they would sit down
0: and, like, talk with him and, like, <laughs> like even deal with him after that is ridiculous. Especially when he pulls his flamethrower on them. It's like... Okay, our deal is completely off. There's no chance of us working yeah, together, together now. Get the heck out of here! <laughs> but uh, well, I mean, they
2: they did just want an egg, so they're probably just stupid enough to I, that's that. what, well, you know let's let's
1: keep dealing with this guy. He might it, get us the egg. If there's one one realization out of this episode, it's like how dumb the jaw was. <laughs> like yeah. I I used to not think that they were you know stupid, but. It, they might be stupid I don't they're, know.
2: they're not stupid but we also don't see an episode for the scene where uh luke says uncle owen this R two has got a bad motivator and then uncle owen pulls out a blaster and holds it to the jaw and he's like yeah take this one take this one <laughs> <laughs> um
0: but this is the first episode that we really get to see the format of the show yeah where it's not an episodic show it's like a, a it's uh It's
2: like a serial
0: western Well yeah, it is episodic. It's not serialized like um like normal television is now, everything's serialized. Yeah. But you could it was like an old western, yeah, you could jump in for the most part in any episode and you would be fine. Yeah. Like you could literally skip over this episode and go straight to episode three and you wouldn't think that you missed anything. Yeah. But
2: you would miss it when it comes to the
0: end. Well, not really, because you meet Nick Nolte in the first episode. No,
2: you would miss a big important part of
1: episode 8 if you skipped this episode. I guess so, yeah. I I mean, there there's little things in each episode that... Yeah, that tie back into the finale. But But
0: for the most part, the only integral episodes that you need to watch are one, three, seven, and 8, obviously. Yeah.
2: 5 is up there. Which
0: one's 5? Uh... Tatooine, isn't it? The gunslinger episode? Yeah. Yeah, because three is when he escapes, to... four
1: is... Actually, four. Actually, you don't need three, do you? Three is the sin. Yeah. Let's just hop right into that one. And let me <laughs> jog my memory which one that is.
0: Um, That's whenever he goes... He turns in... Oh, he turns the in? The bounty. The child. Uh, and then he feels bad about it.
1: And then he's like... Actually, yeah, three, three is actually my favorite episode now that I think about it he just, he just wrecks shit. Yeah, he goes on a <laughs> rampage,
0: goes
2: and kills all the imperial guards. And... Yeah, that's yeah. That's... I
0: guess there are characters that are sprinkled throughout that are necessary throughout the whole thing. But yeah, uh, yeah, this is whenever he gets in a beef with um, Carl Weathers, and uh, well, before all that, can't... he he turns in he gets. A uh, crazy amount of Beskar. Oh, that's right. He that's when he gets all of his uh his money and he goes and forges his armor
1: and yeah. everything, like just top to bottom, you know. New himself out. Yeah. Pimp my Beskar. Beskar armor.
0: <laughs> I thought that those parts were some of the better better parts of the episodes, like learning about the Mandalorians. Oh, every time he went to the armor, and stuff.
1: like it was great. And then you have those flashbacks, which. I wanted to happen more often because I I thought more was going to come with that but yeah
0: you just get like why he doesn't like droids pretty much yeah because he was his village was killed during the clone or uh, the atta- yeah this. the clone wars attacks yeah he gets his armor and then you get to learn a little bit more about mandalorian culture with uh this is the way with uh I don't even know well
1: we we talked about uh what's his name Quill and uh we didn't even say that yeah, the catchphrase oh yeah
0: P- i have P spoken I have
1: spoken no what, what's his name wheel Qu- I, I thought it was queel I thought it was yeah. just quill yeah so basically I uh he decides to um to turn on the guild basically breaks out baby Yoda from his new captors
0: which and they were already doing experiments on him
1: too. yeah like they they wasted no time yeah I wonder so, what they were trying to do with him Yes, we, we still don't really know. Clone. you think so? I mean, it has to be. the,
0: the scientists... Do you think that he is a clone, or that they were trying to clone him?
1: I think they may have been trying to clone because him. Because we know that the clones... They are trying to get his Mandalor- or, uh, midichlorians. midichlorians out. Yeah. <laughs> Extract well, out. Yeah.
0: Well, now, because of our information from The Rise of Skywalker, yeah. he could have been working for the Emperor, and we see that the Emperor feeds off of the Dyad, and their life force energy so maybe the Emperor uh, was wanted him to like keep him alive like suck out the... I, I
1: didn't think of like that could tie in like I don't
0: I'm not sure if that was the intention but yeah like it's there's an implication there after what we learned from the rise of Skywalker yeah
1: yeah I didn't think of it in that that sense
0: but uh going back to cloning uh, we learned that they can it, it uh, accelerate the rate at which they are maturing from in the clone wars we learned that all the clones can so they were probably gonna thinking about making an army of uh Yoda's. you know adult Yoda's. i just imagine
2: them opening up a room like in the clone like in the attack of clones <laughs> Where he goes, magnificent, aren't they? And all you hear just overlapping each other's. <laughs> <laughs> like, and it's just a bunch of
3: like Yoda's
2: know, like bumping into each other and everything. They're each like 900 years old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, he gets, he breaks them out. Now everybody's pissed off at him. I don't know. Just watch it for yourself. We're just talking about it.
0: Episode four is the one where it was basically just this uh, one, seven samurai. and This one, I I, I don't care to watch, watch this one again. It was okay, but... Yeah. yeah. The only thing that you get out of it we get is Karadun. Karadun, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I thought the fighting was good. So basically he goes onto a planet and he's trying to hide because he's a fugitive from the guild now. Because And that's one other thing that's confusing. The timeline of this is so confusing because mm-hmm. by the end of the uh, series... Um, Carl Weathers is like, it's been a while, hasn't it? And you're like, what the fuck? It's been like three days. But, uh, yeah, we have no clue how By long By the we way, w- when
2: does Din find the time to sleep? Because, like, it seems like almost like all the time he's just like <laughs> flying to another planet. And he's like, you're gonna do this. You're gonna
0: do this. <laughs> but, uh, he, he's, um, camping out on this planet to hide away from the guild and you know imperial people and he meets up with Cara Dune who was a former shock trooper and uh basically they find out that this village on this planet is getting attacked and they decide that they're going to help him out by
2: dog-faced aliens
0: yeah dog aliens yeah and there was an ATST,
2: which arguably is one of the coolest like, it was really cool it was
1: it was I I particularly like the red eyes yeah that was <laughs> um th- this harkens back to the
2: argument that you me and dylan had regarding the atsts and how how they could be taken down yeah and dylan's argument was about how the ewoks everything that they used was set up as traps originally like for hunting Mm. To which my argument was, what were they trying to kill with the trees? <laughs> like, the logs. Attached the to the logs. Were they trying to kill a T-Rex? <laughs> and eat it? Like, I was <laughs> like, like, no, they totally built those to kill ATSTs. <laughs>
1: oh, my. Well, didn't they, like, set all that up after, like, the Rebels got there?
2: I would assume that they That's had... That's how I always looked at it. I would assume they had some of that stuff there pre, like... Either starting to build it, or it was pre-built because we don't know how long the occupation of Endor was. Right. Yeah. Prior to.
1: I don't know. in my mind, I just thought that they set it up like <laughs> within a couple days. I just had to
2: laugh when he when he said to me, "He's like, oh, it was all for like hunting." I'm like, "What the hell are they hunting <laughs> with <laughs> giant logs in the trees?" T Rex.
0: But uh, they end up dispatching the. Uh, the ATST, and they save the village, and this is also where we learn about that he can't take his helmet off. It's like a part of their code, Mandalorian code. He says
2: he can't take his helmet off, and in the very next scene, he takes. His well, helmet he off. can't. He can't be seen with <laughs> he, his. Helmet he can't off. take it off in front. But of But he was like standing, here. staring out the window. He, that's true. And, and it wasn't even a window. It was like a counter with like an open.
1: Like an open bar. Like,
2: yeah. Like, he just, like, sets his helmet down and is staring watching Baby Yoda play with the other kids. And I'm like, e- any one of them could t- turn around and be like, hey!
0: <laughs> but uh, they dispatch the uh A-T-S-T and they save the village. And I guess some time passes. And um, the Mandalorian decides that he's about to leave. But as he's about to leave, he's going to leave Yoda here. Baby Yoda here. And... They are getting hunted by a guild member, and he realizes... Garindan's cousin. Yeah. I guess I can't stick around here. I guess I'm going to have to take the the kid with me in order to protect him, because they're just going to keep hunting him no matter what.
2: (laughs) That was another funny thing that happened in that episode when we watched it, is, uh, we were watching it, and he's about to leave Baby Yoda there, and Dylan looks over at me and he goes, don't worry, something will happen, then he'll have to take Baby Yoda. <laughs> and sure
0: as shit, right after he finishes that sentence, something happens where it warrants us to take Baby the scope Yoda. comes up. Yeah.
1: So, I don't know, I, I thought that one, episode was alright. But I didn't understand how, like, she knew that somebody was coming, so she got out there uh, and shot yeah. him in the back. I... It's one of those things I don't like to dig into that kind of stuff, but it's kinda of hard sometimes. <laughs> I mean,
2: she was looking for
0: other cool ATSTs that she could jump into
1: <laughs> Maybe. and cause in some havoc. <laughs> but uh
0: after this episode, I think that they just get better as they go along. They, they do. See they now,
1: because really- I like this episode. Number five, the gunslinger. That's the Tatooine one, right? Yeah. yeah. Um But a lot of a lot of the the, the talk online in the youtube community that i watch all these videos and stuff a lot of them this is their least favorite episode
0: i'd have to say my least favorite episode is the second episode yeah I, but and, and and a lot
1: of them that's their favorite so i we're just weird <laughs> so anyway
2: is it just because it's one of those nostalgic episodes is that why they hate yeah it? but it's it
1: wasn't because it's nostalgic. but it wasn't
0: even fan servicey like there was no. a little bit of like remember this and all but it wasn't like detrimental to the like no. the point of the if, episode if anything i was all giddy i'm like ooh, yeah like look at look at the sands <laughs> like some that stuff like remember just for the sake of remembering that kind of annoys me sometimes but like being there i thought it was fine like, the it, biggest
1: thing was seeing those little the yeah the, the droids. droids like i was like yeah, holy the... shit we're getting some like prequel stuff and amy sedaris
2: dressed up as Sigourney weaver <laughs> yeah <laughs> she looked just
0: like her yep I, uh, yeah. this I should have when, been Sigourney. <laughs> whenever this episode came out, it was my favorite episode of the series. And, yeah, and I, then at each passing episode, I was like, actually, that one. I remember no, you and
2: one. I talked about it, and be, I had watched five before you watched it. And I was like, you're really going to like five. And then you're like, I really did like five. And then six came out, and you're like, yeah, I
1: think six might actually be better. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah uh, I, I mean, the only thing I, I can really kind of not. Not dislike. But I I was like, eh, okay with was what, was the the kid that he meets up with. Like, yeah. And and I think it's more of like the fifth his, Jonas brother? Yeah. It's more of his acting than than the character himself. I think that they like, were trying to replicate Han with him. Oh,
2: and I Which would, is
1: like the biggest mistake you could probably out, yeah. do. I would
2: also like to throw out something to debunk a current thing that everybody's pissed off about what's his face toro toro was his last name yeah yeah he is not sitting in the booth that Han sits in in episode four that is the booth to the right of where he is sitting so everybody can quit bitching about oh he shouldn't be sitting where han was sitting he's not it's an
1: open bar. He can sit wherever
2: he wants to. Well, yeah, like I don't even understand, like, <laughs> like, but he's not even in the same booth. Yeah, that booth is to the right of that.
1: I mean, I didn't really question it, but yeah, a lot of people were saying that. Like, how dare you? How dare you the... sit where Han Solo once sat? Yeah, who cares?
0: Yeah,
2: Ray, get your ass out of the foul. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean
1: that's a different thing. That that's his ship. Get mad about that, yo, know, right. I don't know. <laughs> Or poe or whoever wants, you know yellow lando <laughs> the, the spice runner <laughs> but yeah that's, uh that's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> uh, again i'm terrible with actors and actresses names but uh the, the chick that plays the the person that he has a bounty for um Milan. she's a, she's uh in agent's of shield and uh other things um win. yeah she was she was my favorite part of, of Agents of Shield uh, when I watched it, so it was cool to see her in this universe. Yeah, even though she meets her end. I really liked the,
0: them following, like the whole point of them following, and then she's being like a great assassin and keeping them off. And I really liked whenever she was trying to persuade him to like let her out, and he's like, "Oh yeah, he does have a big bounty." just
1: blasts her and kills her i mean in that part i did like that part of what that uh, character did um it it almost showed you that in the short time that he was with mando like he almost learned something yeah exactly you know but so i thought that was actually some pretty good character building um
2: only to have only to
1: (laughs) only to die five minutes later yeah so the biggest thing that that came out of this episode that we still don't have an answer for is who the hell walks up at the end. I Moff think Gideon. I
0: think it's Moth Gideon. I don't I don't know unless they're gonna tease something for uh, next season, which yeah. has been confirmed for the fall. of... Is it this year? Twenty yeah, twenty fall twenty twenty. Fall twenty twenty. It's so unless it's something like that, but I I think it's just um, I think it was Moth Gideon. But that begs the question: Why wh- was it like to lure out the Mandalorian? You think? I think. Yeah. Eh. Yeah. Uh,
1: well. Ah, well, maybe that kid was planted. Of course, how would they know that he was at that point uh, Anyway, um, yeah. Overall, I I like that that episode as well.
0: Now, the next episode, I'm is definitively my favorite episode of the series. This like, is the Bill. Bill, Bill yeah Bill. the 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 uh, New Republic. Uh, Prison transport yeah. episode.
1: That was cool.
0: Yeah, it's so good, and I mean, it's like filled with all these crazy actors too. Like we said, they're sprinkled throughout. It has Bill Burr, famous comedian, and Clancy Brown, the voice
1: of Mister Krabs. <laughs> <laughs> That's not all he's known for. I but... can't. I can't believe. Like, I didn't know. Him. <laughs> and when he told me that I was like, that just makes that episode so much better. <laughs> and he plays a big red He doesn't really
0: speak much in that episode, just kind really of grunting know. and things. But uh Yeah, so the Mandalorian's short on cash and he goes to an old friend of his, old contact of you know, he used to work Who with Who played Flash in Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. So he goes there and they're putting together a team to go extract uh whatever a a a person that they he believes was kidnapped and they put this team together and it's the mandalorian bilber uh clancy brown the twi'lek girl that was in game yeah, of thrones and well,
2: what's her
1: name in harry potter
0: um tonks that's it
1: yeah and uh weren't they, weren't they getting her brother
0: yeah yeah but they don't know that yet oh they don't okay. yeah and um well they all know that but the mandalorian does not and right, then right. um the robot who is voiced by uh, uh, richard Aote, who is moss on the it crowd yeah so this is like a starch stacked episode which was a great episode <laughs> yeah. well,
1: there's there's three yeah, there's,
0: specific cameos later on yeah so uh, they decide that uh, mando takes the job and they're going to go rescue this kidnapped person but well, they end like up four cameos yeah. oh, okay and they end up uh it's a new republic prison transport and he's and mandalorian's like hold on a second i you know i'm not ready to take on this kind of heat if things go south but they're like yeah shut up and do your job Pussy. And, yeah and then there's a bit of like teasing of the mandalorian for whatever reason like when they're on his ship no. and bill Burr, they find baby yoda and they launch him across the room <laughs> But uh, they make it to the ship, and they rescue the Twi'lek's brother. And then they try to imprison the Mando in the cell that he was previously in. And basically, the Mandalorian breaks out, and it becomes a horror episode where he hunts them down one by one. It was like Predator. Yeah, Yeah. it it felt like Alien, too. Which is
2: funny, because Bill Burr, one of his main weapons, resembles the Predator plasma cannon. Yeah, that was cool. It's a uh, shoulder-mounted like blaster and i was like that's hilarious he's being hunted by like the predator and he has the blazer like mounted shoulder can yeah
1: once that this episode kicks into that part i like i was like damn this is great
2: or i guess it's called a plasma caster sorry i I gotta be accurate with my
0: predator information it's so great because it takes place on basically i mean two sets because of the one before but it's basically just one hallway set yeah the whole time but yeah there's a specific cameo one of the the new republic um guard is it's the
2: voice actor of one anakin skywalker from the clone wars oh okay
1: see that one i didn't really know about
0: but after... So the Mandalorian beats all of them and he throws them back in prison. And you think they're all dead? No, it's you like, don't think they're all well, dead. I, I thought they were did. dead. I did. I thought,
2: <laughs> I thought I they were I dead. Don't even, uh, well... And plus, no, the reason why I thought they were dead was because uh, the Mr. Big red dude. Mr. Krabs, oh, yeah. he closes he, that
0: door, like, on him. I thought I'm he was like, dead. Oh, he's dead. I thought he was dead. I thought the rest of them, you know, were fine. But I did think he was dead.
2: I don't know. I thought maybe I the thought teasing finally got to him, and he was like, you know I don't want to kill you.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. uh, well, he does kill the robot, because Baby Yoda is an idiot and comes out with the robot still on the ship, and then he, uh, he gets a... Was it an old notification from Carl Weathers about the battle? Yeah,
2: it was it was on the ship. Yeah. And he like hacked into like the video archives and it said something about like return the quarry and then he's like, Oh so he like finds it and then yeah, Mando kills the droid. Yeah, but
0: he kills him. Uh the Mandalorian turns in his uh contract by returning the guy and uh while they were on the ship he gets like a new republic tracking like yeah gadget and he plants it on the one guy and (laughs) they pay the mandalorian and he's leaving and as he's leaving they're like okay shoot him down so they're preparing to shoot him down and it's kind of a funny scene because the mandalorian's (laughs) like flying away and then three x-wings uh, hyperspace in, and he just kind of flies right past them. <laughs> they, like, don't stop him or anything. No! Why like, would they have done that? I mean, it'd be, like, the police, like, if they were showing up to, like... And it's an isolated, like, ship. Yeah. So, like... It's like a floating hangar bay. Yeah, so, like, if you... If there was a warehouse in the middle of nowhere, and the police show up, and you're just driving away, they're gonna stop you. <laughs> they're not just gonna be like,
1: oh, okay, bye, <laughs> you know? But... I don't know. Way, I think they're more focused on the actual uh They wanted the beacon. prisoner.
2: They're not gonna stop some ship to like talk to a bounty hunter when their escaped prisoner is right there. I don't know,
1: man. Yeah, they're I more just, they're more focused on tracking the That's that's fair, but I just thing. think that
0: Also they... also
2: it's the Star Wars universe. <laughs> so
0: but yeah, so uh, they blow up the ship and he gets... But anyway, through. the, the <laughs> three pilots... It, oh yeah, the three pilots, that's right. No,
2: and, and they weren't going to blow up the hangar bay. It was when they started firing on them. When they're like, oh, they're like, hey, bogey's locked on us. And they're like, take it down. And then just start firing proton <laughs> torpedoes. And the three cameos at the end of that episode are...
0: Dave Filoni is one of them. Dave Filoni uh, is the main... Uh, he's the leader, yeah. red
2: leader, whatever he is. Yeah, that. The, One of the creators
0: and... Did he direct that episode? Rick Famuyiwa?
2: Who, who was who directed He the... He directed this one.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah.
1: Dave then then he had directed a few other ones, but
2: He's also the co creator And yeah.
1: then, Well, they were all three directors of, of different episodes this season. The other one was Deborah Chow, who's doing
2: directed episode four? Yeah, I and
1: think she's so. no four,
0: four... episode four was um Ron Howard's daughter. No, she did oh, five. Right. She That's did right. five. That's right. But, uh, yeah. She's gonna be doing the Obi-Wan show. Yeah. She's doing the whole show. So, I'm excited for that anyway.
1: Which I... I just remember that her episodes were two of my favorites. I can't remember which ones they were now. I... That's another thing about that, like,
2: the ships in that look so good.
0: They do. They look great. I mean, it's a great-looking show.
2: And honestly, the end of that episode, uh, the prison break episode, I was so excited, like, I don't know why, I was just like giddy when he had that tracker put on him, and I was like, what's gonna happen? I'm like, what's gonna happen? Like, is it like a bomb, or like, what? Like, I, I knew it probably wasn't a bomb, but I was, yeah. like, I was like, what is it, what is it? Like, and then, as he's leaving, they just go, <laughs> and the X-Wing's, I'm like, yes! Mm-hmm. I was like, they're gonna blow it up!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was great. And then, this is where the, uh, the real storyline of the, uh, show kicks yeah, in. Yeah, it...
1: It don't. I mean, it was all like like, like you could have up. dropped in any
0: time, yeah. really. But this is like you actually need some pre-established yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, do you think that the next season series is gonna or the next season is going to be episodic like this one
1: is, or do you think it's gonna travel along the story? Like, I almost think that it would it would end up being like like seven and eight where it's it's more of a through line. That's what I think too. I would be okay with it not being that though. Yeah, I mean, I liked how this one was set up just fine, but I think it would, it would make more sense now that things are established to just do like a a straight shot. Yeah, especially
0: know. with what he says he's going to do at the end of the last episode. But mm. So how does this episode even start? I can't remember. I do not remember how um, it starts.
2: Oh, it's them going... Now, this he a... Gets, a, he yeah. gets
0: the message, right? Yeah, but
2: then they go to find Quill.
0: Yeah.
1: Quill. I think it's just Quill.
2: Uh, who brings (laughs) IG 11 and the Blurgs. (laughs) Uh, But, uh, they bring the Blurgs and Cara Dune to that planet, so he has backup on his side.
0: Well, yeah, but how did the episode start? Was it him getting the message? Yes. Yeah, and then he goes and recruits them, yeah.
2: Yeah. And then when they get there, uh he's like, I've arranged a meeting with the client and I don't know did Carl Weathers was he Yeah, he was in on it. Yeah. Because he killed the two henchmen who were with him. Yeah,
1: they were gonna turn on that. Yeah.
0: So so it's uh I think it's important to say that this episode was released early because of the rise of Skywalker. Right. right. And so they they that it could tie in. Yeah, so that it could introduce the uh force healing that baby Yoda has so that whenever it, it shows up in the movie. People aren't going to be like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, but uh, uh, but they were but anyway. They, but they yeah they were. Um, they they tried <laughs> to tease that.
1: They tried to tease that in the second episode. Yeah, yeah, um, where he like goes up to him and he's like trying to do he's it. He's trying. He's trying to reach for him, and Manda's like, "Get back in your bassinet or whatever it is. <laughs> Get back in your egg, your egg, egg. floating egg, suka, suka." suka. <laughs> but um. Yeah, because he kills
2: the two guys who are with him because they're gonna turn on Mando. And After f- being attacked
0: by Minox. Minot creatures, yeah. Giant
2: dragon-sized Minox Yeah. Which is insane. Minox aren't that
0: big. <laughs> no, not not that we had seen they weren't that big, but apparently that's what they were. Um They're well fed. Very well fed <laughs> Minogs. They feed on
2: campers. And then they formulate the plan to trick the client. And I kinda of feel bad for the clients. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. For a like, yeah. yeah, but like after like his initial thing, you kinda of start to like see that he is not completely evil. Yeah. I would like to yeah, see the baby. Yeah, I would like baby. to see the baby. And he's like Well, he's like we can't, it's he's trying to sleep, but he's like, we would be very quiet. Like and I'm like <laughs> I'm like, like he genuinely just like kinda cares about this thing. I think
0: that he still had <laughs> bad intentions but yeah he did but
2: he kind of you know he still is
0: like oh he wasn't okay, completely yeah. heartless
2: yeah and I would then, then to
0: touch the baby <laughs>
2: <laughs> i would very much like to see the baby
0: it's <laughs> <laughs> such an interesting voice his voice yeah. is amazing <laughs> but yeah so um carl Weathers saves them he was gonna he was in on the tra- uh, betraying them this show should be called bounty hunters betraying each other <laughs> yeah but uh so real bounty hunters of tattooing so he saves um them and then they go is is it the next episode that they go in or they end the episode with them
1: being locked in that or oh that's
0: right yeah that because moff gideon shows up before the end of the episode so they go in yeah the client gets murdered by moff gideon and giancarlo esposito shows up yeah and then uh quill, quill uh, is taking baby yoda back to the ship yeah and
2: that's what the episode ends on is yeah. his smoking body
1: oh that's right being yeah. killed by
2: the storm uh, that was sad i it was sad i, he didn't, I I'm, he didn't deserve that no
1: that is one thing that, that does suck like <laughs> we're not gonna have him next season like i'm <laughs> glad at, at
0: a point because he did die there's stakes but yeah. i'm also upset because i liked him as a character <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then, yeah, the, the next episode picks up right after that with the... I think it starts with the two stormtroopers, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, those, T- tag, those
2: guys. Uh, tag and bank. yeah. <laughs> they should have been tag and bank.
0: It's just two guys. Two can, random can guys. Can we just
1: get a... a uh, well, not a... anymore, because they're dead as shit. <laughs> well, yeah. I just mean, can we get a show where we actually hear some banter between some stormtroopers?
2: So, so, Sean... That's what Tag and Bank, the comics, were all about. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah.
2: Um, I just want to tell you, you've seen The
1: Terminator, right? What, like the original? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay, so watching it for the first time, and when Sarah and Kyle go into the machinery factory, and the stop motion Terminator is like, yeah. running towards the door, that shit terrifies me just because of how, like, scary it looks. <laughs> When those two stormtroopers were, like, beating on Baby Yoda and IG-11, like, Ch-ch-ch. I had the same, like, flashbacks. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Like, and then he just, like, comes up behind them and just starts, like, beating the
0: shit out yeah. of him. Yeah, we get a little bit of funny banter where they're like, come on, you hit it pretty hard. Can I see it? Obviously, he's prying because he wants to see what it is, which is weird because I'm sure he's seen plenty of alien children. But I guess he's like, why do they care so much it's about this It's a rare thing? species. Yeah, and then he straight up punches it right in the face because it bites it bites his finger yeah yeah, yeah. and then ig11 shows up and you're like oh here it goes and then he murders them <laughs> or at least he murders the one i was pretty that was uncomfortable like the,
1: one, yeah that was like the scary
2: them. shit like because they're like beating on him and i see like ig11 run up like a terminator and i'm like
1: they're dead <laughs> at least
0: he breaks the one guy's wrist and then he just takes the other guy and it's like bam bam smashes his head and bends the frame of the speeder speeder bike bike. (laughs) so i mean the one guy might not be dead but the other guy probably is yeah and then yeah his his uh he's there to protect um baby yoda and by doing his by doing his protecting he drives him directly into danger (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which was a little confusing why that happened but if he really wanted to protect Yoda, well, it, he could have just got on the ship and left.
1: By calculations, uh, the the best way to protect him was to get him back with the Mandalorian. I guess. I I don't know if he says that in the episode, but I thought it was said. But, that's a that's a fair enough reason for me. Yeah. If if it wasn't said, then then somebody brought that up in in a discussion that I watched or something. But
2: one thing I want to point out about this episode. Um, so, in the hallway scene on the Death Star in a New Hope, so they take a blaster and they blow a hole in the grate that they can jump through into the garbage chute. Yeah. But apparently Karen Dune's
0: 50-caliber blaster <laughs> can't blow a hole through that grate? It's, it's post-Empire working. It's, it's made of tougher stuff. What,
2: was it made of plastic on the Death Star?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is a little strange. <laughs> But uh, Well yeah. you think if that she just shot it and like it just came off, yeah, yeah, like I don't know. But, Shoot um, the
0: screws that are on, for Christ's sake! <laughs> but, but Moff Gideon's there, and he knows who all of the people that are held up are. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, and he's threatening them. I, I think that's funny when the Mandalorian's like, "Oh, that is he knows him." He's like, "That's Moff Gideon." He's the only person that knows my real name, which is. We don't so get we'll, any we'll of that, So we'll find right? out why. Yeah. We don't get any of that. Yeah. So. But um, IG-11 shows up, starts blasting him So anyway, he started starts blasting. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, he's like demolishing these stormtroopers. And then the three of them decide to go out. And they fight. And they get pushed back into the bar. And the stupidest scene in the entire show happens where Baby Yoda holds back flamethrower fire i thought that was so dumb i don't think that was dumb
1: <laughs> i liked it. Okay
0: it, it it was just like
1: this was after he got shot in the head right yes yeah, yeah. It just felt trying like to
2: hold it off until well, yeah, they, G11 could...
1: before all before the flamethrower they all go out and start attacking outside then they have to retreat back into the the bar or whatever it yeah is.
0: the cantina the guild bar
1: and uh yeah, so
0: eventually IG-11 gets the grade open, and they all go in, except for the Mandalorian, who was shot in the back of the head by Moff Gideon when he went outside. So he's hurting pretty good, and IG-11 Was is... he shot
2: in the back of the head, or did he hit the plasma thing behind him? I, I
0: thought
1: he shot... He shot got... he saw him straight shot... up in the back of the head.
2: Did he? Yeah. Okay. Because I remember, like, Moff Gideon was, like, shooting at something, and then he goes like this, and he goes, boom, and shoots it, and a big explosion happens. That could have been the damage, blows too, but...
0: Mando away. But either way, uh, IG-11 goes to do some first aid on him, and the Mandalorian protests because he's not allowed to take his helmet off and be seen by anybody. and Any living thing. Yeah, and then uh, that was a pretty nice line where IG-11's like, well, I'm not a living thing, yeah. so... And then he just starts taking his helmet off. I thought that he was gonna be like, "No, fuck you," <laughs> but he just didn't let it happen. Yeah. And
1: uh, I don't know. How do you guys feel about that? I am fine with that. I mean, I I, I knew I, we were gonna see him some at some point. I, I feel like.
2: genuinely i was shocked to find out it was pedro pascal Uh, (laughs) yeah i was so surprised (laughs) and it just looks like pedro pascal like you didn't change his appearance at all that's the thing this character when
0: uh, traditionally in star wars when we get um scenes of important characters taking off their helmet there's some weight to it you know yeah vader takes off his helmet he's like this huge imposing threat But whenever he takes off his helmet, he's an old, old, wrinkled, frightened, you know, vulnerable man. And the same thing with Kylo Ren, you know, he's a posturing, you know, kind of violent, um Young menace. (laughs) But then whenever he takes his helmet off, I don't know, he's He's a irresistible, sexy man. Yeah, he's kind of ugly. (laughs) He's just a dude. He is kind of (laughs) ugly. He's a very horse faced. Not not to say not to say anything about Adam Driver. I think that he is an attractive guy, for the most part. But I don't know if it's just the way the scene was framed, but you're like, oh, I mean, he just looks like a normal guy. He he, looks, some... like,
2: he looks like he Mister Ed, like took off a Darth Vader helmet. <laughs> He's just a horse faced individual, <laughs> but, yeah. But then, in that scene,
0: but whenever uh, the Mandalorian gets his helmet taken off, it's just Pedro Pascal. <laughs> yeah. You know, like there's a little bit of vulnerability there with uh, him being just and shot the, in the and head, the blood like all but, down. But his he he he, look, he looks a little reserved, maybe i don't know yeah. i just felt like it was just kind of like in terms of scenes of people getting their helmet taken off or removed it was
1: uh just kind of weaker compared to the other ones this has nothing to do with mandalorian but i think uh kylo ren should have never taken his mask off until the second movie uh, i think that could have worked well no i don't think it would have worked but i think he needed to have it off whenever he
0: confronts han on the Okay, on the bridge, true. that's true. Maybe kept it on longer. <laughs> if
2: he would, if he would have just taken it off, like if he hadn't taken it off when he talked to ray if he had taken it off only when he met Han, yeah, on the bridge, and then you're like, oh, he is Han's son,
1: Han. yeah. Like, okay, anyway, and,
2: yeah, <laughs> we, we yeah. can do a whole thing about Force Awakens. Yeah, we're we not gonna do that.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he heals him with a Bacta spray, whatever, and then uh, which
1: is, if that's all it took, like.
2: <laughs> wait a minute wait a minute did ray actually heal bad or did she just have like some vix back to spray that she just like rubbed on his chest and it's just like healed
0: up and he's like oh thank you
2: <laughs> vix right.
0: back to spray why did she oh, never mind i'm not going into it <laughs> uh, we'll be here for hours <laughs> but yeah so he gets healed and then they make it into the where the Mandalorian where the Mandalorians like their guild used to hang out in the the sewers you used to yeah and then we find that they're all ditched or they all were hunted down or they left and
2: I think it's implied that they left I think some of them were killed but yeah some of them may have been killed but I think most of them were just like well we came out of hiding to save you so now we're discarding like like I feel like leaving the Mandalorian what's the word I'm looking for like their i guess it would be a guild like leaving their ranks would be like getting out of the mafia without having to worry about somebody killing you <laughs> like you basically just ditch your helmet and you're like nobody knows who i am
1: yeah i don't know
2: like uh it, it's like being an actor who just wears a mask the entire time and nobody will ever know who you are like uh yonas Suitamo. <laughs> like now people know he's chewbacca but nobody would have known that he was yeah. chewbacca
1: probably would have thought he was a basketball player he was he
2: played for penn state
1: yeah (laughs) but uh so
0: he meets he meets the uh the smith that formed all of his armor yeah and uh she tells him what happens you know they all left and whatever and he the mandalorian's like protesting you know come with us we can survive and she's like no, and she's just like taking all their helmets and smelting it down like what's she doing with all that beskar it's just going to be like well, a massive
1: brick. She made him a, a jetpack and then I don't think she made the jetpack for him. That's how they make them, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think she made it for him while they were there.
0: I think that it was Oh, it left was he's left over. Okay. But uh
3: No,
2: yeah, because doesn't he grab it out of like the pile or something? She
1: grabs it, yeah. Okay. Or, yeah. But um um but then... she, but she makes him, him more uh Yeah, the, his whistling signal. his signal. Oh, yeah, and the whistling things. Oh, that's yeah. right.
2: Uh no, and that's why I said episode 2 has more weight to it because of his signet. Yeah. His signet is the long longhorn right. beast thing. The long so if you didn't oh, that episode, was? yeah. So if I, you I didn't watch episode two, you would have missed that his signet was the beast. Yeah. I uh, skull. That. I couldn't even. T- I couldn't
0: tell what it was. Yeah. It was. It was...
2: I, I. was only. Able, I thought it was that, but then I was only able to tell because somebody made like a decal. On I it, thought it was just going to be it.
0: like Baby Yoda's ears. <laughs> <laughs> like a batman symbol except your your signet is a yoda head (laughs) i mean (laughs) that's what i thought oh but she says that you have to find his family and take him to it and we're rivals yeah like have this have the jedi and like mandalorians always
1: been rivals i don't think Well, here's the the thing thing. it's it's up in the air if if boba fett and jango fett were even actually mandalorians
2: also, the question... Because, like,
1: they took their helmets off all the time. Well, the, a lot of Mandalorians did that. I don't know where remains. this came... Well, Bilbo Fett didn't. He
0: kept his helmet on. Yeah. That's a, a whole confusing thing. But yeah. Did Yoda's planet
2: has to exist in the unknown regions?
1: It almost Somewhat.
2: has to exist in the unknown regions because if the Emperor knew that there was a race of Yodas that are, like, all-powerful, that would have been my first decree as Emperor's blow the fuck out of this planet, because I'm not having them come back at me. Yeah. yeah. Like, that would have been my first official act, is, like, destroy this planet with the Death Star so that none of them show up again.
0: So how do you think that the Yoda species go throughout the planet? Do you think that they Clark Kent them around to other planets? Maybe. They just, like, put them in pods, and it's like, all right, you're off to Kashyyyk. You're off to Coruscant, you know? Like, like how else are they going to... Especially distribute. Especially the Yoda in this scene. We're just calling him Yoda because we don't know. Maybe that egg
2: was actually like what he was sent in.
0: Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was like a Superman pod. Maybe. Because there's no other way that he would have been on that planet. Plus
2: it also seems weird to me that like in whatever warehouse they went into to find him, that they just have a baby and a bassinet. Like that's like kicking in the door to like a a drug dealer's warehouse and just seeing a baby in like a rocking bassinet off in the corner, like with laundry stacked around it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's it's all very weird actually.
0: But she decides <clears throat> to stick around and she beats the shit out of some stormtroopers that show up. It's unclear if she's the skulls open of a yeah. couple of them. It's unclear if she is dead or not. I don't think she is. She she defeats them all. Yeah, but you think they're gonna send more. I mean, I would. I mean, they're not necessarily after her. I wouldn't be surprised if she survived, but I also wouldn't be surprised if she were dead. But then they show up to a lava river.
1: She's got to be alive, because who's gonna make his armor? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They show up to a lava river in the astromech droid with arms and
0: legs. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that was very. I was like, oh look, it's a little R two unit, and then it goes (laughs) and stands up. You're like, oh my god.
1: That was what, one, in the that name of C-3PO? Of the,
2: <laughs> that that was one of the odder parts. And then, like, it, it made sense, though, because it kind of felt like they were on the river Styx. Yeah. And he kind of felt like the Reaper, like, pulling them to their death. That's true. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, like, I, I get it more. Like, that he had to be standing to be, to after, act as that.
1: After the initial shock of, like, what the <laughs> hell am I looking
0: at? Part 2 with arms and legs. I was
1: okay with it, but...
0: <laughs> And as they're making their way further down the lava river, uh, IG notices that they've closed the mouth of the river and they're going to ambush them. And their only way of surviving is if he goes out, if he gives Yoda to the Mandalorian and just claims he'll be fine in my care and that'll override my current objective and my baser uh, objective of being unable to be captured will kick in and I'll self-destruct and you guys will be able to make it out free. And the Mandalorian is caught up about that. He's like upset, and I thought that was nice where he's yeah. actually feeling for a droid after like hating them yeah, so he much. He gets
1: attached to. The he's idea like, like of
0: and he's like, you don't have to feel sad. I'm not a human, and he's like, I'm not sad. And he's like, I am monitoring your voice and your heartbeat. You're sad. <laughs> You're upset, but uh, so he goes and uh, kamikazes them, which I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. He's like walking through the lava. I thought that looked really cool. And uh, after they make it out, is that when Moff Gideon's TIE fighter just starts scree- screaming around? Yep. Yeah. yeah, it starts squealing around and firing at him. And uh, Carl Weathers and Cara Dune are like blasting at it and it's not working. And then uh, the Mando Dust decides, I'm going to go after him on my jetpack. So he flies up and he's fighting with it, a, a dog
1: fight. After, after the, the armor. Or the blacksmith, whatever you want to call her, tells him like, "Hey, you're gonna to have to do some training because you're not yeah. like gonna be able to." Make yeah, this it has to. Right. Yeah, if you if
0: you don't become in tune with it, it won't listen to what you say. Yeah, but uh, he he starts flying on it perfectly fine. Yep, and. Uh, <laughs> So I wouldn't
2: say perfectly fine. He just like shot straight up until he could whatever know, tie fighter.
0: He had like a full dogfight between him and the tie fighter on the jetpack. But no, either didn't. way, either way, he blows up Gideon's tie fighter, and uh, whenever he lands, he's like, "I'm out." Either of you? Did he offer them to come he with did. him? Yeah. yeah. And then so he's his mission now is to take Yoda and find his family's or his species' planet. And I was thinking, you know, why couldn't he just raise him as a Mandalorian? And I was like, oh wait, he's fifty years old and he's still a toddler. So the Mandalorian would be far beyond dead by the time that he would even be trainable. So I thought that kind of sucked. I kind he's of just be to really that. old, yeah.
1: Because I th- I think it's around a hundred years old, like I think, adolescence. I, th- I think that's when Yoda started training. Yeah. Uh, not even not training other people, but him and yeah, he himself started training. Even
2: then, though, he's like. A one.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, so um, he goes off and he leaves Cardoon and Carl Weathers on uh, on that planet, which is weird because Cardoon said she didn't want to be stuck on this planet, so whatever. I guess we'll see what happens to them in the next season. And the last shot of the season that we get... My favorite! ...is Moff Gideon cutting himself out of his TIE fighter with a... Black saber, a dark saber,
2: not a dark saber. Oh.
0: The, the, the saber. singular dark saber. There is only one. So uh it'll be
1: interesting to see how that got into his hands.
0: Well,
2: he obviously killed Sabine. <laughs> <And>
1: well, <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, or somebody killed Sabine and then he killed somebody.
0: Yeah, but I thought that well, was a
1: too. pretty great end of the season. I mean, I didn't see the dark saber coming. At I all. mean, neither.
2: I have no idea. Like when I saw it cut through, I was like. It's like what in the and then I see him step out. I was like,
0: "Yo!" <laughs> I was like he has the dark saber. I thought maybe he would have a lightsaber or something, but he just yeah. like steps out with the. Well, dark that's saber. what I
2: that's what I thought it was like because I could hear it cutting through, and I was like, "What does he have? Like a plasma cutter?" I was like, "He doesn't have a lightsaber," and then he like kicks over the thing, and I was like, "He does!" And it's not any lightsaber; it's the dark
0: saber. That's like Dave Filoni's baby. Like, saber, like like yeah. like um. Everything with the Darksaber, basically, because it happens in the Clone Wars and, and now Rebels. And Rebels, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably the biggest reason why we're getting it, is uh, Dave Filoni. Yeah,
0: certainly. I think that's kind of funny that Dave Filoni just has, like, his own canon that he's building. I know. Like, within <laughs> the universe.
2: It's, it's cool, though, to see something that started in an animated series make its way into a live
1: action yeah because we really haven't had anything from no to come yet. from the uh animation to the live action another thing i want to touch on is the uh
0: at the end of each episode they would have snippets of like um
2: concept yeah concept, concept art, art.
0: <laughs> i don't know why that escaped me yeah I uh know. But they would have concept art, and uh, I thought those were awesome. Just I love that, that prints of all of them. Oh yeah, that that was great <laughs> looking. I loved every bit
2: of that. At, honestly, at Celebration, they should sell. They should. Oh, dude, that. Would, my... But
0: uh, I'm sure you've all heard it all before. Generally, uh, positive thoughts on the Mandalorian. I'm excited to see where they go from it from here, and yeah, I'm pretty excited for. I have high hopes for the Obi Wan show. Yeah, based on the episodes that. Uh, were directed by that, um, creator in this series, so. That worked yeah. I recommend it if you haven't seen it, but you've probably seen it, because if you haven't seen it, then... We just spoiled it all for yeah, you. Yeah, what the heck are you doing? <laughs>
1: wait, um, wait, what are we talking about? Mandalorian. I don't watch it yet. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> guys. Uh, one, one thing I want to ask you guys, uh, do you think that season two will be longer? Maybe, like, do you think the episodes will be longer? Or do you think? I kind of felt like the last two episodes were longer. They were a little bit. Were they a little bit longer? I felt like forty minutes. Yeah. But
0: um, I don't know. I think it'll probably still be eight episodes. Okay. I don't see them increasing that by too much. Maybe ten episodes, but I don't think that'd make more sense. It's not going to be a CW show where it's twenty-four episodes of the season. Yeah, it's not.
1: Get started in the. I've come to the realization i I don't think they need to be twenty two episodes.
0: Yeah, but um, no,
1: at an hour
2: apiece. I mean, it,
0: if they were an hour, that would be fine too. But it,
2: the the thing about the Mandalorian that works for me anyway is, like you said, Sean, they're not specifically episodic, where, as say, like Stranger <laughs> Things, picks like you almost have to continuously watch it, and that's the good thing about what Disney Plus did. Is they shot them so that you you can wait to watch the next episode, and then when you watch it, you're like, oh, okay, well, this is this is a different change of pace than what last episode was, versus like Stranger Things, where you're like, ah, I should probably continue watching this and binge it the whole way through, in order to get everything. Like it, it's not The Mandalorian is not a show where you have to binge. Mm-hmm.
0: That's you, another you thing. Uh, would you prefer them to dump it all on at once? No, or like, no. Actually, weekly I, like this. I'm fine I with it. weekly. I
2: like yeah. I like having anticipation building for the next episode. Yeah, I'm looking like, forward to watching my favorite TV shows. Yeah. New episode out today.
1: Yeah, I like having an episode drop, and then like going to work, talk to you about it or whatever after you watch it, and like just having that conversation every week with a new.
2: Yeah, because each time that a new episode comes out, like whoever you converse with about it, everybody's waiting until that day to watch it yeah. and then talk about it. Versus like when we watch Stranger Things, yeah, you know, we watch it. You, all you yeah, you, me, and Josh sit down and we watch it for eight hours straight and then we'll talk about it and somebody who we're with is like i'm only on like episode three and we turn we turn around and look at them like what the fuck is your problem (laughs) like you didn't
0: binge it (laughs) that's tradition at this point but uh i i I do like it weekly um there there are pluses and minuses to each Yeah. if i mean i like watching it all at once at some points but then if you can't watch it all at once then you'll get spoiled by it but also if you yeah if you if they drop it all at once you might not have the free time to all watch it at once so i think that weekly is a great great yeah, way of doing things the the
1: problem with with shows that you binge or that drop all at once they
0: forget you forget about them after
1: a while too yeah like stranger things you know sorry i i've only watched the first season because like it come and comes and goes and then i'm like yeah everybody's done talking about it. i don't to watch it yeah things like things releasing weekly like this have staying power yeah and then even now we're talking about it yeah so like i haven't watched the witcher and and i already feel like we're almost past the point yeah i I I feel like people are
0: people are (laughs) done talking about it almost already yeah i haven't watched it either i watched
2: the first three episodes and even then i was just kind of like like i just wasn't as drawn in yeah i mean i never
1: played the game so yeah
0: maybe i like it better because of that, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, anyway, thanks for uh taking a listen, guys, or taking a watch, whatever you're doing here. Uh, that's our episode of Geek Tavern this week. Uh, stay tuned for everything else that we got coming. I don't know what we'll talk about next time, but we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll we have something we might have a, a different um structure coming later, but we'll have to talk about that anyway. So, uh, thanks for watching, guys. Yep. Stay tuned when re- we review Ang Lee's Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. All right, catch you guys next time. Goodbye.